Well, well, well. Welcome back. Welcome in. Happy holidays. Belated Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Saturnalia. Whatever you subscribe to. We do it all here on the La- on the Ethos Lakers podcast. And whew, it's been a while. Well, I do apologize for that. Sometimes life has greater plans for all of us. I'm pleased to say I am starting a new path for work. And unlike the Lakers, I'm excited about suiting up. Or at least that's how it feels. Watching that Christmas Day spectacular in which the Lakers gave up a whopping 50 points to the Mavericks, 50 plus in the third quarter. At one point, I tweeted that, you know, the Lakers should probably be the 9 a.m. game because it was so rough. And really, then I amended it by saying it should have been the 9 a.m. game on Christmas Day. And really, or excuse me, on Christmas Eve. And really what it should have been is the 9 a.m. game. Never. I mean, jeez. I just, I just want to give us some context here to start to start this particular episode. The narrative around this Lakers team is changing faster than an infant's diapers, to say the least. A few weeks ago, we were sitting here saying, a few more wins. We're not even talking playoffs. We're talking about deep playoff push. That's how far some people have gone already. Now, the reality is, well... It's certainly not that with Anthony Davis's injury. And, you know, waited forever, I feel like, to do this episode. In part because of circumstances, in part because we wanted AD's injury, in part because Lakers' schedule, in part of this, part of holidays. Everything kind of colliding at once. I mean, even right now, I got, I got two small animals on top of me. Animals who, who use my home as their kingdom every day, every square inch of it. Instead, they've chosen to congregate on me at the perfect time. Love them both. All right, LeBron James. LeBron James, this is, this is, I mean, the start of this year, I sat here saying, wow, LeBron looks human in his 20th year. And it wasn't even a dig at him so much as it was. I mean, maybe, maybe this was finally the year that, you know, things sort of caught up. Understandable, to say the least, it's his 20th year. Well, you know, it's amazing what some health can do because apparently you know the illness LeBron dealt with earlier in this year combined with ankle and groin injuries really seemed to be limiting him because what he's been doing the last you know more than just seven games but in particular the last seven games has just been nothing short of phenomenal and I think it's one of those things that because he set the standard for greatness at such a high level, we've become numb to what he what he achieves. You know, we've spoken about this before. But the idea that this guy just, you know, a few days short of turning damn near 40 years old, and hey, I ain't that far off myself these days. But just short of turning damn near 40 years old, last seven games. LeBron is averaging 33.4 points, 7.3 assists, 6.3 rebounds, well above 50% from the field, playing 35, 36, 38, 40 minutes in a game. You literally could not ask for more. 
thought when the Lakers lost the other night and LeBron lost his shoe down the stretch to the Hornets, he had to kick it out for a three and he just sat there after after Schroeder missed in the corner. He just sat there with this look on his face. And God help us. That's that's really every Laker fan I know right now. All of us. We're all sitting here like, jeez. Oh, really? Like when the when's the bottom gonna fall out if they start if they start off playing well? Like the game against the Mavs, you, you knew the Mavs were gonna make a comeback at some point because they literally could not hit a three in the first half. And while they're not exactly electric from the outside, well, <laughs> tell the Lakers that you might have a different story, but on the season they're not exactly electric from outside. They're middle of the pack. They shoot a lot, but they're more of a more or less a middle of the pack team. Tim Hardaway couldn't miss, and, and the Mavericks, I mean, it was just three after three after three after three after three. Lakers just can't make threes. So LeBron has been so good, but, you know, doing a little, just a little cursory glance at a few things today. You realize that just looking at, you know, been trying to consider in my brain how, how many points LeBron has had to score over such a period of time. Because he's coming up on breaking Kareem's scoring record, right? It's going to happen. And you just think about, man, you've got to score so many points. You've got to play so many games. LeBron, every year except his rookie year, LeBron has averaged at least 25 points per game on at least 47.2% shooting. At least. Bare minimums. He's in the 20th year of his career. That is wild. 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 Okay? How wild is it? If we just took his his minimum in terms of average points, 25. We say he played an average of 65 games. And I'm just making this number up right now. Over the course of his 20-year career. You're looking at 32,500 points. 25 points per game in 65 games per year. Obviously, it's more. Just think about that. Play in the NBA. And for every year of your 20-year career, which will go beyond this 20th year, you've averaged 25 points per game with the exception of your rookie year. Never mind what you've done in in the playoffs. Never mind what you've done in the finals. Never mind what you've done in the Olympics. What LeBron James has been able to accomplish and is still standing to accomplish is it's incredible. The year he's having in year 20 is unlike any other we will be fortunate enough to see. And that is what has led to this Lakers narrative of the Lakers are wasting LeBron James. When Rob Palenka sat up there and said, we're going to maximize the rest of LeBron's career here with the Lakers. I want him to say that same sentence again. I want him to say that same sentence again when the only teams worse than the Lakers are the Spurs, the Rockets, the Magic, the Wizards, the Hornets, who the Lakers just lost to, and the Pistons. The Lakers have guys on their roster who are just unplayable. Kendrick Nunn, unplayable. Juan Toscano Anderson, unplayable, literally has usurped the Kent Bazemore role. 
Damian Jones, unplayable. When Damian Jones was last on the court and he took a three from straight away, I looked into my TV like I was peering into Darvin Ham's soul, saying, get this dude out of here. Sometimes Dennis Schroeder, who's been in the starting lineup, unplayable. Where was he on Christmas? Troy Brown sometimes looks lost out there. I just gave you five names. And Patrick Beverly has barely started working his way off that list. I just gave you 40% of your team that most of the season has been unplayable. And you're counting on Austin Reeves' undrafted rookie who's become the second best player without Anthony Davis on the court. And I know Russ is potentially sixth man of the year. Yeah, I said what I said. And Max Christie, 19-year-old, wet behind the ears, brand new to the NBA. We're relying on on these guys. LeBron, we're going to compete. We're going to give you Austin Reeves, no disrespect. And Max Christie, no disrespect. We're going to give you those two guys. Your starting center is going to be Thomas Bryant. You're going to play with a backboard who's stacked up together is eight feet tall. You're going to score over 30 points a game. And we're going to give you a sub-500 record. How's the sound? Oh, my goodness gracious. It has been a wreck. A wreck. How could I forget about Wenyan Gabriel? Who, by the way, I like Wenyan Gabriel. Problem is, both him and Thomas Bryant can't guard big men. Neither one of us is strong. Neither one of them is strong enough. They cannot bang. Gabriel, for sure. And Gabriel's put on some good muscle just in the last year or so. Still, no shot. Imagine Wenyan Gabriel trying to guard Joel Embiid. Give me a break. Nikola Jokic. Thomas Bryant, same story. Again, he's not like he's weak, but he's just, he's not a big, bulky center. Damian Jones can't play. He just cannot be out there. He's not big enough. Man, JaVale McGee just sits on that Dallas bench. Wouldn't it be nice to have a player like that? Surprised me the Lakers haven't brought in any kind of reinforcements for the big man position, especially after Thomas Bryant hurt his shoulder the other night. And it's been it's been so long that personally I haven't even had the opportunity to talk about Anthony Davis' injury with you guys. I mean, what can we say? What can we say? It looked like it happened in midair. It is so unfortunate, not only for the Lakers, but really for the league, for everybody, for Anthony Davis in particular. And it's just a bump. Now, hopefully, hopefully here, there's some optimism according to Woj. The Lakers made it sound like Anthony Davis' foot got chopped off. He's, he's done. The stress after meeting with a myriad of doctors, after meeting with a smorgasbord of, of, of physicians, I mean, waited like damn near a week to tell us what was going on. Which is, I mean, look, 
I get it. But you got to give some kind of update in an age of instant information. No communication is no bueno. Patience is, is a tough thing to preach these days from experience and just from a lot of other avenues, my friends. But as a Mets fan going through, you know, well, life as a Mets fan, personally, patience is, you know, it's been tested, been tested enough. And these Lakers, God, geez, man, they're doing the same thing. Doing the same thing to all of us. So it's it has been just brutal. Brutal. And and I really don't understand Austin Reeves not being in the starting lineup. I really don't. I don't get it. I don't understand Dennis Schroeder in the starting lineup if you're going to start Patrick Beverly as well. I, I just, oh man, I really want Austin Reeves to be in that starting lineup. I think it would benefit the team. I think it would benefit Reeves. I think it would benefit LeBron. I think it would benefit just about everybody. But Darwin Ham, for whatever reason, seems a little reluctant to make that move for the time being. Good news is Reeves' ankle looks fine because, man, when that first happened, I thought he was going to miss six weeks. I thought Austin Reeves, high ankle sprain, I'll see you later. I couldn't believe he came back the first time, went back out, came back in. I mean, jeez. The Lakers team was a damn near soap opera on every night when you really think about it. It's, like, so emotionally exhausting, not just, not just to watch this team, but really to follow this team, just the ins and outs of it. It takes, it takes so much from you. And right now, the Lakers are not giving anything back. And I think that's where so many fans are struggling. Right? They're not depositing anything back in all this energy that, lands are, the, that the fans are pouring out for the Lakers. It's all just withdrawals, no deposits. That can really exhaust a person. Especially when it's something that they're passionate about. Which, of course, well, needless to say, Lakers fans are, are passionate, to say the least, right? <laughs> I think if Rob Palenka has a, a burner account on Twitter, man, he should just burn it. Because, jeez. I don't. I, I really don't. Ah, man. I don't know how the Lakers can move forward and just sit here and do nothing. Nothing has been the plan for too long. I understand you don't want to make the wrong move at this point because you've made some wrong moves, but you're an organization that just get, first of all, you're the Lakers. You're not just an organization. You gave your lead man, Rob Palenka, an extension. What's the delay? What's, what do we got going on here? What is the message we're sending to Lakers fans. No one from the front office has talked since before the season started, basically. That, I mean, given what the Lakers are going through, like, 
You don't. I mean, you don't mean to tell me that Lakers fans wouldn't value hearing from Jeannie Buss right now. I mean, I really think that would be something that's that would hold high value if she comes out and can say things. Well, last time she came out and said something, she said Russell Westbrook was the Lakers' best player, most consistent player last year, which I think I know what she's trying to say there, but it probably didn't come out the right way. And Rob, where are you, man? (laughs) The only time Twitter was excited about Rob Palenka this season is when somebody thinks they saw him at an airport in Indianapolis going to chase down Buddy Heal to Miles Turner himself. And now Miles Turner is starting contract extension talks with the Pacers. Who knows what's real what's real and what isn't there. But the Lakers are not trending in the direction of so many of us expected just a few weeks ago. This is more of the 2-10 and 10 energy than anything else. Since the Lakers are 2-10, and 10, remember they went on a nice little run. Well, my friends, two and ten to thirteen and twenty is eleven and ten. Which, with AD on the shelf, ain't bad given the construct of this team. But a lot of those games were won with AD on the floor doing his damnedest. So I worry, man. I, I I just I don't I don't see how this gets better before it gets worse unless the Lakers really address it and. LeBron basically said everything that he had to say after this most recent loss on Christmas. He said, look, you can only look around so many times and, you know, dig deep or ask for more, however you want to phrase it. This is what it is. This is the Lakers product. These are, these are the drivers of the ship. The effort hasn't been in question, but the defense has really taken a huge step backwards without AD. And, I mean, that's to be expected, but effort can still be present. And on some of those plays recently, they it just, I mean, I don't care who you are. You give up 50 and a quarter, that's not effort. I don't care if you're hotter than a white hot sun. For me, it's just one of those things where we got to see more from the Lakers. It's yes, they need more talent. And yes, they need better players. And yes, they need most of their players to play better, save for LeBron and Austin Reeves, basically. But everybody else, they could be better. Westbrook included, by the way. I know everybody's lauding him for, you know, the bench role, but, you know, he's been okay. Has not been great, in my opinion. He's been okay. Better than in the starting lineup, that's for sure. So as these Lakers move forward here, and all you got is an option to move forward with what you got right now, I wish I had a better prognosis than me saying, well, it's going to be difficult. Well, it's going to be more of the same. But until the Lakers change something up, they can't keep hoping to remain in contention until a prayer and a dream. We should get some more clarity on Anthony Davis' situation in the next, you know, probably week or two. I still think he's going to miss more time. But I think the amount of time he'll miss 
will dictate ultimately what the Lakers decide to do. The bigger question is, will it be too late by then? Hopefully, the Lakers can turn it around. Got to win, you know, basically two out of every three here moving forward. Lakers are almost halfway into the season here. Almost halfway home. Got to really put the pedal to the metal if they're going to do anything worth really diving into and worth really thinking about. Unless it's going to be another early offseason for these Lakers. And a true, a true waste of greatness. A true waste of LeBron having a magnificent year. A waste of Anthony Davis's dominant year if he's able to get on the court. But we won't get too far down that rabbit hole for now. Okay? Hopefully the Lakers can turn it around. we got some bright spots here and there. We need the sustainability. We need the third quarters to turn around. It's a lot of ifs. It's a lot of maybes. It's a lot of will sees. But that's the best the Lakers got right now. Until next time, I'm out.